0: Welcome back to Thimbleberry You. I am John Jag. I'm joined as always by Amy Walls from Thimbleberry Financial. Opportunity of the new year and how to harness it. Welcome, Amy. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Jag. I'm excited about today's topic. I think that this is a fun topic. At this time of year, everybody starts talking about New Year's resolutions. And I feel like we've been there, done that, and I'm sure we'll do it again. <laughs> But I think there's so much more to this that we can focus on and help our listeners with.
0: Anybody who's been to a gym in the month of January knows exactly what you're talking about. You cannot get to a machine, but by February or March, they start to open up a little bit. So I know we've talked about mindset a lot in previous episodes of the podcast. Amy, where does mindset come into this uh, opportunity as we get into a new year?
1: I think that the opportunity in the new year is 100% about mindset. Because, Jag, nothing changes between when you go to bed on December 31st or the early hours of January 1st and when we actually (laughs) wake up for real on January 1st. The world didn't change. We didn't change. You know, I think back, to my daughter when she turned 13. It was a month or so after her birthday, and uh, her mind was completely blown. It was very much like the emoji of her head exploding because we had this whole (laughs) conversation around, Mom, I don't get it. Like. I don't feel any different. Like, I think I am feel like I'm still 10 and was trying to tell me that she still feels 10. And I said, I get it. She said, no, mom, you don't get it. Like, I still feel 10. And I said, hey, babe, I have a thing to tell you. And that's that I still feel 16 most of the time. <laughs> and it was just, you know, with, with her head exploding. And um, it was a really good laugh and eye-opening. But it's the same thing. When we have a birthday, we don't change overnight. We don't change overnight with the new year. Right. So I think, Jag, what there is, is a mindset shift that happens around these points. It's mostly subconscious, but if we're aware of it, isn't it then conscious? Okay. And can't we try to harness that consciousness to actually become better versions of ourselves? And since this is a financial podcast, you know, financially improve ourselves. And I just think there's opportunity that we can take advantage of.
0: I like this idea of coming at the new year from outside of the box. Sorry to use the corporate cliche, but like I said, it's always, I want to get healthier. I want to lose weight. I want to read 10 books before the end of the year or whatever it is. We're talking about real attainable stuff today and stuff that you can really do to adjust your mindset here as we get into 2023. So what is the impact of a new year?
1: Yeah. I'm going to reference uh, Daniel Pink. He's an author. His book, When the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Time. Uh, This book, first of all, is one of my all-time favorite books, if not my all-time favorite book. Um, I love this book and I tell everybody about (laughs) it. It was so amazing and powerful. So basically, it uses research from psychology, biology, and economics to find and address patterns. So all of these things that you might wonder if they exist, he takes research from other disciplines and uses that to find the patterns. In. Okay. So what he found is that new starts, the beginning of a week, the beginning of a month, a new year, a birthday, a milestone birthday, all improve the likelihood that someone successfully manages a change. Huh. Really fascinating. And, you know, I'm probably not going to say, hey, I'm going to start that diet, because I think the kinds of things we all talk about are easier to talk about in this than the money a little bit. Um, I'm going to start that diet on Tuesday. Oh, I'm going to start it on Sunday or Monday, depending on which I look at as the beginning of the week.
0: Definitely Monday. I'm too much of a football fan. I need my football snacks on Sundays, but your point's well taken.
1: (laughs) My husband and I are very much Monday. It confuses my daughter so much when we talk about it. You know, the beginning of the week, she's like, for the beginning of the week today, what are you guys talking about at the beginning of the week? Because we're, we're looking to tomorrow. But even more important in his research, the bigger that start point, the better it is for restarting. So, for example, running a marathon. Okay. And I think this might be um, an actual example he used in the book. Running a marathon should be easier to do, or at least not harder at 39 than it is at 40. Mm hmm. But people more successfully complete it at 40. Huh. Because I want to run a marathon for my 40th birthday. I want to run a marathon for my 39th birthday doesn't have nearly as much pizzazz. As
0: much cachet. You know, it's funny that you're using 40 as an example. So I just turned 42. And in the last year, I've really done a better job of exercising more and eating healthy and all that. But the funny thing was, I didn't say... I'm going to start exercising and eating better because I'm 41. I said, because I'm now in my 40s. Like that 40 was such a big number for me that it wasn't that I was a specific number. It's that 40 was this big line of demarcation of, oh, crud, I'm in my 40s. Like that big milestone. I see exactly what you mean here.
1: It makes such a big difference. And it's all because, as you just pointed out, we're anchoring an idea to a certain point in time. Mm-hmm. and. We don't think as we're moving along in the years, when I turn 38, this, it's when I turn 40, I should be here. When I turn 60, I'm going to be here. We don't use those in-between numbers as something to anchor to. Okay,
0: so what kind of things can we be looking at? We've talked about standard workout, more, lose 15 pounds, those kind of things. What sort of things we look at here at this line of demarcation of a new year, 2023?
1: Yes, it can be those standard things, but it can also be a simple refresh of habit. OK, I think this is important. And while this is a financial podcast, I, I'm going to give some that are financial and some that aren't, and at least in terms of examples. So one might be drinking more water.
0: Always important. OK, Can't drink enough water. Yeah,
1: it's a clean time to do that, Um, to get a walk in at lunchtime. Maybe that's not exercise, but it's just, hey, I eat my lunch and I always go for a walk around the block or around a couple of blocks, given that we're, many of us are still working from home.
0: My wife and I both work from home. And if we did not get up and walk the dog at least once, if not twice a day, it would be bad for our mental health. Like because we are living and working in the same space, getting out of the house, even in the bad inclement weather up here in Michigan, it's still important. Such a good point.
1: Yep. Maybe if you are considering losing weight, or trying to do that, maybe you brush your teeth after dinner instead of at bedtime.
0: Mm, okay.
1: So this is refreshing habits, not changing something drastic. It might be tracking your spending or spending less each week, okay? So that's a financial one. Maybe with the start of the new year, hey, 2023, start of the new year, I'm gonna do this on a weekly basis and I have to complete it by Sunday because that's all that I start Monday using our agreed upon start of the week <laughs> Um, with that task done. So another example could be setting up date nights with your spouse
0: mm-hmm.
1: or your partner. Also one, my husband and I have weekly meetings. Those are on Monday nights. It's the start of our week, the first night of the week. We sit down and we have a meeting. We talk about money in that meeting. We talk about our relationship in that meeting. We talk about what's going on with kids in that meeting. We get a lot done. But if we say, oh, we're going to push it later in the week for some reason, sure enough, the meeting doesn't happen.
0: I see. So funny fact about me, I don't think I've ever told you this, and this is one of the odd quirks about JAG, is I'm not a movie person. Like, there are a lot of famous movies I've never seen. I knew I loved you. Oh, you're not either. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, totally but, not. I'm not good with pop culture.
0: I mean, I was—I <laughs> had to be good with pop culture when I was a pop radio DJ, but like, there are so many movies I've never seen. And um. My wife and I went to Disney World in October and there were all these Star Wars rides to ride. I had maybe seen the original Star Wars once, maybe, but I'm like, well, should probably know what's going on in these rides. So we made a date night once a week to sit down and watch Star Wars movies. We blew through like seven out of the nine movies before we made our trip. But bigger than the Star Wars part was, the fact that I get all the pop culture references in the movies now, is that um, it was time that we carved out We put our phones down and we spent two hours together every week. I mean, countless nights we're on the couch watching TV. We're both playing on our phones or playing a game or texting whoever. But like that was the rule. Movie, phones away once a week. And it was really rewarding. I think we both really got a lot out of it to put the device away and spend time together. That is a great resolution to have to start the year.
1: That's a great example. I love that what's also great about that is you had a very specific purpose.
0: Yeah, we have the goal,
1: right? It wasn't just we're going to do this, but we're going to do it to as a way to achieve to be prepared for our trip.
0: And I think that's a really good point you make right there, because I want to lose 15 pounds, to lose 15 pounds. Eh. over the summer, we were really doing a lot of walking and we were planning our trip to Iceland. And there's like this 400 stair staircase to climb in Iceland. So why are we getting healthy? Ellen was like, I want to be able to climb this staircase and not be winded and feel like I'm going to die at the end. As fate would have it, we got COVID and didn't make that part of that trip while we were in Iceland, which is another story altogether, but that's beside the point. But the idea is you have to have a reason to do what you're doing. I'm just going to go to the gym more. It doesn't work. Mm -mm. I'm going to save money more. It doesn't work. You know, I'm going to eat healthier. Why? Yes. Find your why is so important here.
1: And those whys have so much more meaning when we attach them to those bigger points in time. You know, I'm going to be healthier in my 40s by eating better, by getting more exercise, by doing these things. So I think, you know, because we are a financial podcast and we're talking about habits and and behaviors, there are other examples. When I turn this point in time, and this may not be the best example, but it may work for some of our listeners and if it motivates them. When I turn this age, I am going to, Fully fund my 401k if you're not already doing it. Right. And I'm going to continue to do that each year going forward. I'm going to make my IRA contributions. I'm going to save X amount into a brokerage account. You know, you can set these different goals. And really, I think the, the word I want to use is leverage. Okay. Leverage this information to determine what things will move you forward financially and personally, and then anchor to that.
0: Right. And again, there's no easier way to have a goal than, or to have a reason, or like you said, leverage than with your money, because there are quantitative things that you can look at to say, what am I trying to get to? And did I get there? Absolutely. We've been saying throughout the podcast, Amy, as we both know, and I'll include myself on in this, most people, they create New Year's resolutions, they fail. They don't quite work out. How does knowing that a lot of people fail at this uh, provide leverage for us to maybe make it happen?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. It's really easy to kind of get in the tunnel vision of here's what I'm trying to accomplish. But if we know that people in general anchor to these points in time, then we actually have a better chance, I think, of using that information to create accountability partners. So Jag, let's say I'm trying to lose weight and I know you are. Right. Right. Or I know that you're trying to eat better. Okay. maybe it's not lose weight, but eat better. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that the beginning of the year just mentally is a good point for refresh. So we're friends. I can reach out to you and say, hey, Jag, I know you've mentioned this, like what's your plan for the beginning of the year to stay on track for that? Here's what I'm trying to do for the beginning of the year. Let's hold each other accountable to this and then we can create a plan because now we've taken the fact that we're both anchoring to this new year's goal and what we want and we're now holding each other accountable to it. So by I think being aware of these timeframes and knowing that others are up against experiencing that same motivation for a new year. Yeah. But at a different level than it's just a New Year's resolution. Because I think so often we're at that, it's just a New Year's resolution. It'd be great to do, but if it doesn't happen, oh well.
0: Wouldn't be the first time I failed at a New Year's resolution. It's so easy <laughs> exactly. to get into that mindset. yeah.
1: The failing a New Year's resolution is the habit. So it's to take this information and allow yourself to find people that are in the same place that you can now use it to build each other up. Because, you know, some people have said we are the sum of our habits. We are the sum of our habits. Mm -hmm. But my habits are also the sum of the habits of those people around me. ah Right. So I think the quote is, I've heard your habits are the sum of the habits of those around you. So Use this information. It's not manipulation. It's for the benefit of everybody to keep the momentum going and help those around you have the better habits also.
0: You know, Amy, we're roughly seventy-five episodes into this podcast. I feel like I should have like an associate's degree in psychology on my wall right now. From some of the topics that you've explained over these these past podcasts, but this makes so much sense, and it's so important to think about with res. For, with I, I'll, I'll hesitate. I'm not going to say resolutions, but making changes at the beginning of the year, having somebody like I know my wife and I keep each other accountable. Kind of, well, nope, we don't need takeout tonight. I know you mentioned takeout. You want a pizza, but you know what? We've got food in the house. Or If you're trying to get your finances in order, having an accountability partner like a financial advisor, for example. And with that lovely segue, I'll ask, how do people find you at
1: Thimbleberry Financial? They can find us online at ThimbleberryFinancial.com or by giving us a call at 503-610-6510.
0: Registered representative, securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a -A broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Thimbleberry Financial are not affiliated.